0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Man, if you thought yesterday's a nice day? Today, even hotter. A mix of sun and clouds. A high of 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 52. Tomorrow, cloudy and a chance of rain. And it's going to get no higher than a very cold 71 degrees. It's 54 now in downtown Springfield. Man! what a show today everyone's talking about this but after seven o'clock we will have dr vito perone the uh the guy that was stripped of the position of superintendent of schools in east hampton because he said ladies in an email plus his attorney james winston will be here too and then after eight o'clock we're going to welcome back our good friend dr west chesterson he's going to be playing around the area next uh, couple of weeks we'll tell you all about that bunch of other developments too so stick around 536 with Baxson Nagle on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday. 554 in Green Day with Baxson Nagle on Rock 102. Going to be sunny
1: and hot today with a high of 90. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 71. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house.
2: Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve
1: Nagel's Hollywood trash. For a few hours yesterday, it was looking like Drake and Josh was going to be reduced to just Josh, because Drake Bell was reported missing and possibly in danger in Daytona Beach, Florida. The police found him safe and sound, but they wouldn't answer any other questions like who reported him missing or why they thought he even disappeared. Or... or
0: why was he talking to that young girl who was only 15? Or or who is Drake and Josh? Who is Drake and Josh? Yeah. Even I know who Drake and Josh is. Who's
1: Drake and Josh?
0: They had that great show on, what was it, Nickelodeon?
1: Oh, that, those kids? Was
0: it D- Disney or something like that?
1: That was a long time ago, wasn't it?
0: It was an awful long time ago, and and, and Drake has seen nothing but problems. But last night, Drake tweeted that the whole thing happened because he left his
1: phone in his car and he didn't answer it. Ah, why separate knob? Why? Could happen to anybody. One of the last times Drake made headlines was two years ago when he was sentenced to probation and community service for child endangerment because of a sketchy relationship with an underage female. A month after his arrest, he announced that he was uh, married and had a child. He was actually spotted with the kid this past Tuesday at SeaWorld. Okay.
0: Okay, that's what you want to let everybody know. At
1: least the creepy guy with the kids is okay.
0: That's He still went to SeaWorld. All the places you go, you go there.
1: You ever been to SeaWorld? I have. It's uh, not as great as the other theme parks.
0: Oh, I'd say it's uh, the least great.
1: It's kind of like the Ocean State job lot of the theme parks of Florida. (laughs) Listen,
0: if... If uh, if animal abuse is your bag, that's a great place to go. Uh,
1: there is a reason why sex scenes aren't a thing in Quentin Tarantino movies. It's because he says sex isn't part of his vision of cinema. It's bludgeoning people to death.
0: Yeah, it also gets in the way of all that fun violence he, he uh, yeah. likes to do.
1: Quentin told a Spanish newspaper, quote, uh, The truth is that in real life it's a pain to shoot sex scenes. Everyone is very tense. If it was already a bit problematic to do before, now it's even more so. If there had ever been a sex scene that was essential to the story, I would have. But so far, it hasn't been necessary, mostly because all the people got killed before they could even have sex.
0: <laughs> how can you, how can you have a notion to be, uh, to be, I don't know, all sexy and stuff when there's been a bloodbath in the room just minutes before? Yeah, you really can't. According to uh, legend, Pete Davidson has an
1: enormous Johnson, but Pete busted his own myth yesterday during an interview with Charlemagne the God, because you know if you're gonna. If you're gonna tell the truth, you might as well tell it to a person like Charlemagne
0: the God. He yeah. said, "Quote the best the best conversations to have that uh, to have it with a guy who's already got delusions of grandeur." Uh, he he said, "Quote I don't
1: understand. It's really not that special. It's a very normal sized uh, junk. It's it's like you know not too big or too small. It's just like big enough to enjoy and not big enough for it to hurt." Is what I've been told. Whatever the case, uh, that very normal-sized junk has seen the intimate parts of Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, and now mm. uh,
0: actress Chase Swee wonders. Wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it just be fine just to let the mystique go on? Like, why do you have to talk it down? Well, that's the
1: whole thing. Richard Gere even says, for all those rumors, he never really addressed them because, really, you're gonna really think that I did that? Well, yeah.
0: Come on. Because you said nothing. Yeah, I guess. Meanwhile, Uh, every pet shop in California keeps closing their doors the moment you walk down the street. Cocaine
1: Bear may have been based on a true story, but it's far from an actual true story. But you can learn that true story now as long as you have Peacock, because the uh, documentary Cocaine Bear the True Story just dropped today. I know you were waiting for that. I was. Sadly, the bear is hardly even a part of the true story. Basically, it ate the cocaine and died, and that's it that's not much of a story. It's more about Andrew C. Thornton II, a paratrooper and police officer who got involved in international drug smuggling, bailed from an airplane in Georgia with millions of dollars in coke, and died when his parachute failed. Well, that's not really uh, that's not really a good story, then.
0: No, it's it's much better if like uh, you know, the the bear gets all coked up, and yeah, and starts going backstage at concerts or uh, you know, yeah, going on tour buses.
1: Uh, Nicholas Holt, who plays Renfield, Dracula's long-suffering servant, uh, he does everything he does his every bidding and lures in prey for his master who's played by none other than Nicholas Cage right after being a servant for centuries Renfeld wants to see what else life has to offer while in New Orleans he falls in love with a traffic cop played by Aquafina, not the water, the, the artist. He then gains the courage to uh, stand up to his boss to try to break free. You ready to see that movie? That's coming out this weekend. Nah, I think I'm all right. What about uh, The Pope's Exorcist?
0: That sounds fun. Uh,
1: or Mafia Mama.
0: I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Sweetwater. That's uh, based on uh, the true story of Nat Sweetwater Clifton and his uh, career with the Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters.
3: I might actually wouldn't right.
1: mind seeing that one. That might not be bad. No, but... Uh, the whole Renfeld thing, I it just escapes me.
0: Well, he was one of the more interesting characters in the book.
1: Yeah. I guess so. But, but I'm talking about the Nick Cage version of that. Well, that's
0: why you don't want to yeah. see it. Blink-182
1: will perform at uh, Coachella tonight. It'll be their first show together in almost 10 years. Tom DeLonge made the uh, surprise announcement late Wednesday with an image of a monitor with the crude lyrics of Family Reunion, then an official Coachella account posted the updated schedule. Their reunion tour was supposed to start last month in South America, but Travis Barker had to have surgery for an injured finger. They'll kick off the tour next month. No word if they'll be performing next to a week for a weekend, too, but you can catch tonight's show on YouTube live stream. I know you want to watch Coachella. Mm,
0: nah, I got a lot a lot of other things I'd rather do.
1: Uh, loudwire.com put together a list of the 66 best rock songs of the 2000s, and I will go through every 66 of them. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, butterfly by Crazy Town. Hard to argue with that. Change in the House of Flies by the Deftones. Damn right. Uh, testify by Rage Against the Machine. hmm Wish You Were Here by Incubus.
0: Not the uh, not the other version. No, I okay. believe in
1: a thing called love by the darkness. I actually kind of like that song. Uh, I miss you by Blink 182, and uh, White Stripes with Seven Nation Army. Those are the top seven. We got two. those
0: are the top seven, yeah, of all time, of
1: all time, of of the 2000s. Oh, well, that's different. I said that to begin. Yeah, with. I missed that you part. You didn't listen. I missed that part. And uh, Kim Kardashian gave Courtney some wedding advice when she walked down the
0: aisle. Really, yeah, she just had something to say.
1: Oh my god, the last time I had any input on anything was on a I directed Ray J to put his meat twinkie into the wrinkled penny in that sex tape you can purchase on you porn for $39.95. <laughs>
0: Try finding that in the coin star machine.
1: Oh, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, Caitlin? Wait, I forgot that done with your mother, Chris Kim, but we once tested her esophageal capacity. <laughs> I gave her a little scream cheese. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she wound up with a sloppy poppy tongue depressor. Oh, there you go. You ever have the sloppy poppy <laughs> tongue depressor? No. Open up and say, <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood, Treasure Rock 102. Ah! Spring into
0: action at Leotard Toyota Wilbraham. With construction almost complete, our bonus allocation of new... Springfield's of Rock at 616 and Aerosmith with Bax and angle on Rock 102.
1: It's uh, going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 90. Tomorrow, uh, not so hot. Uh, rainy with a high of 71. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: I know, uh, know there's other radio stations doing really exciting things uh, this morning. You know, they've been planning uh, forever, putting, uh, you know yeah posting things all over the uh the internet but well, it's
1: uh free ticket friday
0: you know i understand not here, well not but, here but please everywhere else but i think uh i think what we got going on in this show today uh is is uh is pretty hot pretty pretty uh pretty good yeah um, uh, dr uh, vito Perrone is gonna be here with his attorney james winston we talked to that guy just a couple weeks ago
1: yeah, and uh, I was I I was actually going to reach out to to James Winston to talk about employment law and things like that because he specializes in, in that kind of thing. Right, and lo and behold, he just happens to be <laughs> Mister Peron's lawyer. So, so there you go. So that um, uh, that yeah. works
0: out terrific. Now, as you know, this is a uh, a national story. Yep, and uh, one that's actually picked up all over the world, not just nationally. So we'll get to the bottom of, uh, of Vito Peron's uh, predicament with the East Hampton School Committee. After seven o'clock,
1: yeah, you can uh, you can either uh, listen to that and wait in anticipation for that, or you can try to win Bruno Mars tickets somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Tough choice, huh? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Man, there's, I don't. There's more Uptown Funk going on here than oh, there is would, over there. I'll I tell would you that. say,
0: and also Dr. Wes Chesterton will be joining us after eight.
1: Yeah, he's got some shows coming up, which is uh, which is going to be cool. And speaking of shows, uh, the show that we uh, that Marty Caproni and myself. Are doing at the end of the month at um, at the shortstop out in Westfield, uh, two days worth of promotion and the show sold out. It, I, I put the poster. You know the, the folks from the shortstop gave me the poster on and the link for the tickets on Tuesday. I put it up on Tuesday, and by uh, Wednesday night, ninety three tickets were sold, and by yesterday, they were all gone. So, um, <laughs> you know, i i, I met with uh, I met with the the owner of the shortstop yesterday. Uh, To try to talk about, like, hey, is there any way we can kind of, like, fiddle the seats around and, you know, maybe add more stuff? But we, you know, we came to the conclusion, like, you don't want to overstuff a room. Like, you just, you don't want to do that. It's not a comfortable situation. If you only got a capacity for, you know, I think the max is, like, maybe 130, but you also don't want to arrange tables where people are just kind of sitting like sardines either. So uh, we decided, you know what, why don't we do a second show? So that's what we decided to do. We started, we decided to open up a second show uh, for 10 p.m. Now I know a lot of people were complaining that it's late, but we've also sold quite a bit of those tickets as well uh, for that second show. Actually, that's
0: not for a comedy show. It's really not that late.
1: Yes, but you're talking about people my age and older who are complaining that,
0: uh 10 o'clock. I gotta get. Up. I gotta stay up past
1: 10. It's over uh, by 11:30. Like yeah. you'll be home before midnight. And Depending on how far you live away from the shorts. Though. And
0: it's a, it's Saturday night, right? Yeah, Saturday night. So what do you got going on on Sunday that's so damn important?
1: Uh, well, I'm sure church and stuff like oh, that. Oh, please. But, uh, there's, a, there's other
0: masses you can go to. Yeah, you, you don't have to go to 8 o'clock mass after a comedy no, show. No, you go to the 5 on Saturday, and that way you can sleep in on Sunday. Especially if you're going to the yeah. 10 o'clock show. You can get all that stuff out of the way. I'm just assuming everybody goes to church. It's it's uh, it's 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 a good assumption. Uh,
1: but that was that was pretty exciting. That was some I, pretty exciting stuff.
0: When I saw the uh, you posted that yesterday, I thought, oh my god, that's really cool because you know, I mean, you had you, you almost sold a hundred tickets right off the bat. Yeah, and you think, well, how can we squeeze more people into a place that has a seating capacity? And uh, you know, some reconfiguring may have. Added a few more seats, but mm-hmm. but not enough. It's for a charity. It's for Rick's place, and that's and that's what ultimately it comes down to. It's it's for a
1: great cause, and uh, you know people are more than happy to, to buy the ticket for the show. It's going to be a great show.
0: Well, it, the, <laughs> yesterday we had the folks from uh, Rick's place here yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were like. It really—it's sold. We haven't bought our tickets yet. They yeah, had like a b- bunch of volunteers that want to go, and I had to open
1: it up again. I had, we had to do something because there was no way I could accommodate uh, all the great folks over at Rick's place, and and that was—they were a day late on getting the info anyway about the you know the ticket info. So yeah. by the time they broadcast it to their members. I mean, you know, it's, it, the show is sold out. But
0: Now, speaking of uh, Marty Caproni, you're going to be off next week. Yeah. Marty's going to sit in with me next week. So yes. that'll be that'll be fun. We actually had a, a great time those two days that you were gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, listen. We uh, almost didn't
0: miss you. Well, it's okay. It's fine. Uh, I don't mind that at all. I said almost. That means that gives you like a little bit of leeway that, uh, you know, we did miss you. You know, you know where I would be if I, I would be nervous
1: about not being here, if it was somebody that I didn't think was qualified to do that. You know what I mean?
0: I don't know uh, a situation where something like that could ever possibly happen. But if uh, you know one of us were out and you know someone had to come in and fill in, I mean that that would be yeah yeah very yeah. awkward. Uh, you know, you could, as you can quite well imagine.
1: Marty is very capable, and he's going to be able to, to to
0: do just fine. Marty's a a natural. That's hard. To th- that doesn't happen very often. Uh, where you find a guy who just. Fits in so smoothly. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I was he, talking about him, uh, you know, w- and everybody knows Marty. I didn't have to, like, tell explain who Marty Caproni was. You, right. Know, he, the owners of the shortstop know who he is. But it was funny. Like, I, I, he tells the story about how I met him back in 2007 at the poorhouse doing uh, open mic. And I was like, wow, this guy just started doing this? Like, he yeah, he's <laughs> le- looking like he's been doing this for 10, 20 years. I it know. Was, uh, it was pretty, pretty impressive, so. Uh, you'll be in good hands next week.
0: Very good. And I'm and,
1: sure you'll have to produce your own show as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and do news. I mean, it's yeah. like I am I've got everything I, on my shoulders. You got to do news. I know. You should do uh
1: you should do a, nothing but fluff. That's kind of what Just I Just a did. lot of fluff. Yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah. Well, you can
0: do it again. <laughs> it's 622 with Bax and, Nagle and Rock 102.
1: Looking to add some extra fun and excitement to your next night out? Play Keno. <laughs>
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It
1: is uh, going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 90. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 71. Looking at 54 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Dr. Vito Perrone and his attorney James Winston will be in the studio after 7 o'clock this morning. Also, Dr. Wes Chesterton uh, is back after 8. So that's uh, quite a show in front of you.
1: Oh, I can't wait yeah, for yeah, yeah, the Doctor yeah, yeah, Westchester's yeah, yeah. interview. All these doctors and not and the, not the,
0: any uh, without any medical
1: training at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, the first question I have for Doctor Prone is: Does this look like something concerning <laughs> to you? Hey, talk. it hurts <laughs> when I do this. Hey, yes. well, don't do that. Hey. <laughs> you ready to laugh? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I am usually On Rock 102. I make you
1: laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. So a biker. You know, it's biking season now. Yeah. Right? Uh, by, uh, stops by the local Harley Davidson shop to have his bike repaired. They couldn't fix it while he waited, so he said he didn't live too far and he would just walk home. On the way home, he stops at the hardware store and bought a bucket and an anvil. He stopped by the farm store and picked up a couple of chickens and a goose right okay however struggling outside the store he now had a problem how do i carry all this stuff home while he's scratching his head he's approached by a little old lady who says uh, she's lost she asks, can you tell me how to get to 1603 mockingbird lane and the biker goes well as a matter of fact i live at 1616 mockingbird lane i'd walk you home but i can't carry this lot and the lady says well Why don't you just put the anvil in the bucket, carry the bucket in one hand, put a chicken under each arm, and hold the goose in your other hand? Uh, Why, thank you so much, he said, and he proceeded to walk the old girl home. On the way, he says, Let's take my shortcut and go down this alley. We'll be there in no time. And the old lady looked at him over cautiously and said, Listen, I'm a lonely widow without a husband to defend me. How do I know that when we get into the alley, you won't hold me up against the wall, pull up my skirt, and have your way with me? And the biker says, Holy smokes, lady, I'm carrying a bucket and anvil, a goose and two chickens. How in the hell am I supposed to possibly hold you up against the wall and do all that? She goes, Well, you set the goose down, you cover him with the bucket, you put the <laughs> anvil on top of the bucket, and i will hold the chickens. Ah you see? Yeah, there you kinda wanted that to happen.
2: Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
4: Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Another day of possibly record warmth. We'll see lots of sunshine with highs getting into the upper 80s to near 90 degrees. Not as breezy today with winds coming in out of the east at about 5 to 10
5: miles per hour. Tonight, clouds work in and we'll see temperatures dropping down into the 50s. And on Saturday, it will be a little bit cooler with highs getting into the 70s with a chance for a spot shower in the afternoon. Sunday, a few lingering showers with highs in the 60s and a chance for more substantial rain comes on Monday.
4: With your Western Mass News first alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Leah Murphy. Leah Nissan
0: Pathfinders are in style, in stock, and loaded at Leah Nissan of Enfield. Lease a 2023 Pathfinder uh, SL loaded for only five sixty nine dollars a month, only five sixty nine. dollars 69 due at signing. Don't forget, every Leah Nissan lease comes back with the no charge uh, maintenance. Uh, stop by and say hi to General Manager Michael K. He's inviting you to check out the very best deals on any Nissan in the area. Only at Leon Nissan and Palumba Drive in Enfield. 18-month lease for 10K 10k miles per year. VIN number PC246643. Selling price $43,434. See dealer for full details. Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. I'm not sure if you heard, but gambling is now legal in Massachusetts. But one thing you should never gamble on is who you hire for a roofing contract. I am asking you to give me a chance to show you that I truly do give the best warranties in the industry by using quality roofing products at an affordable price. As little as 15 minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars and a lot of headaches in the future. So call or text me at 533-0481 or go to DaveMinerRoofing.com to get started. Business West announces
2: the 2023 Difference Makers. This year's honorees include Nathan Costa of the Springfield Thunderbirds, Stephen and Jean Graham of Toner Plastics Group, and Helix Human Services. Read their inspiring stories at businesswest.com. Join Business West on April 27th at the Log
1: Cabin and celebrate the Difference Makers. Network with hundreds of business and civic leaders. The 2023 Difference Makers, sponsored by Burkhart Pizzinelli PC, the Royal Law Firm, Tommy Carano Group,
2: and Westfield Bank. Celebrate the Business West Difference Makers, April 27th at the Log Cabin.
4: How satisfied were you with your home heating system this past winter? If you're ready to save money on your energy bill and have nearly endless hot water, now's the perfect time to have a System 2000 from Energy Kinetics installed in your home. System 2000 is the most efficient and quiet heat and hot water system on the market. Whether you use oil, propane, or gas, the made in the USA, System 2000 is engineered to use the least amount of energy while providing comfort, reliability, and the best hot water available. Google System 2000 today to contact a local authorized dealer to See how much you can save.
0: 633 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax.
1: There were injuries reported after a car accident in West Springfield Thursday evening. Uh, photos from the town's fire department show a car flipped over onto its side on Bernie Avenue. Fire officials uh, said that the occupants inside the car were taken to the hospital. No word on the extent of the injuries. The crash is under investigation. It always amazes me, like, you know, how physics works, you know. This car is just, like, the whole thing is annihilated on the the front and sides. It looks like it rolled over, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's just standing there on its side. It doesn't really flip back over to its uh, right side or up on its roof.
0: Absolutely. It's, uh, it's very weird how that happens. But I can't, can't imagine being in a car that's in that position. Yeah. That's uh, scary stuff.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's like you're on the ride at, at Six Flags, but it's not a ride at Six
0: Flags.
2: Yeah. It's a real
1: life, uh, deathly, deadly situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know, like how I paint the picture. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, yeah.
0: it's uh, it's like a yeah. Michelangelo f- uh, masterpiece oh, is what it is.
1: Yes, uh, I I prefer to be more of a uh, uh, a uh, a Van Gogh, a Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my Van Gogh. Yes,
0: yeah, so I see this more as like a as the uh, Sixteen Chapel. Uh,
1: this is my uh, this is my Starry Night.
0: Ooh, you, here we here we are talking yeah. about art, from the classics to uh, expressionism. That's uh, fantastic. And we're going to be talking to Vincent at 7 o'clock. <laughs> uh, traffic on the
1: westbound side of the Mass Turnpike in West Springfield was backed up due to a tractor-trailer accident yesterday. Traffic could be seen from the 22 News Chicopee live camera backed up into Chicopee around 11 a.m. You want to know what the news crew saw? what they say? The 22 news crew could see a tractor trailer that went through a guide rail and a breakdown leading into a wooded area. And then traffic returned to normal at about 3 p.m. It was crazy. Construction also began in the area over the Connecticut River Bridge. That construction is expected to continue until the end of June.
0: That's it's a little sad. more information than they uh, normally give. Usually they're just showing you what they saw rather than, you know. Well, the, projecting the end of a the or beginning of a project, the camera affixed
1: to the top of the building uh, oh, gave them the whole picture. Usually, they don't have that kind of. Usually, by the time you know they tell they hear an accident's happen, by the time they get that that news van out
0: there, mm-hmm. the
1: accident could be only like halfway cleaned up
0: or completely cleaned up.
1: Oh my god, we saw a brush and some glass on the ground. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Crews were working to extinguish a 10-acre brush fire in the area of Blunt Park near the uh, Raymond Jordan Senior Center in Springfield. Springfield Fire Commissioner B.J. Calvey said that the brush fire was around 75% contained as of 4.30 yesterday, and they expected uh, the whole thing to be under control by 5.30 p.m. Springfield firefighters called in assistance from Agawam, West Springfield, and Ludlow. No word yet on how the fire started, but with these hot, dry conditions, several brush fires have been seen across western Massachusetts in the, uh, the last few days, including one in Munson. They were called to a large—well, uh, actually, this was in a basement. This wasn't a brush fire. A basement fire in Munson. At about 9.22 last night, the Westcom Regional Dispatch alerted the fire department to a structure fire with reports of flames in the basement. When the crews arrived, they observed heavy fire conditions throughout the entire home. The first uh, crews made a brief interior attack before they were pulled back from the fire.
0: What does that mean? That they were like, well, all right, well, let's go in
1: there. Wow, You know, and it just blows up
0: in their oh, face. Okay, I, don't, I mean, I don't know much about fighting fires. So. Because of the
1: volume of the fire uh, mm-hmm. down pyre line. Uh, yeah, I, well, I know about fighting fires. You usually take, uh, like, a cup of uh, rubbing alcohol or gasoline to put one of those out, right?
0: Actually, that's an accelerant. I don't think you'd do that.
1: Oh, yeah. I always get those two mixed up.
0: Yeah, I think you want to take a hose full of water.
1: Ah, okay.
0: You know, one that's got, like a, like, you know a lot of a lot of high water pressure this one uh, sounds pretty scary it says because
1: of the volume of fire downed power lines and multiple explosions a second alarm was ordered crews were forced to uh, move into defensive position and put out the fire from the outside action ambulance brimfield fire hamden fire Palmer fire and the wolverhampton fire department uh, all assisted it does sound like a like a like a football team play <laughs> brief interior attack uh huh Move into position, defense position, put it out from the outside. 60 stack, go! <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. the parallels
0: are actually quite surprising.
1: Yeah. Uh, the University of Massachusetts uh, announced uh, tuition will be increasing the next academic year. The UMass Board of Trustees voted to increase tuition along with room and board fees. The board voted to increase tuition for in-state undergrads by a little more than 2%. while in- <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, well, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Well, let's see what you'll be paying next year right here at UMass Amherst. Increasing the cost of room and board at UMass Amherst by more than 4%, according to a statement uh, from the president's office, keeping a world class UMass education affordable and accessible is our top priority. The university has kept any tuition adjustments for in state graduates well below inflation for several years now, including multiple years when tuition has been frozen.
0: I'll take a liberal arts degree that I can't use in the real world for uh, five hundred to five thousand dollars. Well, we don't have any of those, but here's toilet paper, which is worth just as much. <clears throat> yeah, you're still getting kind of a deal on the in-state tuition in Massachusetts, but you know, two percent. It, 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 you know, it's, it, it's like it goes
1: up every year. Yeah, it's going from sixteen thousand one hundred eighty-six dollars to sixteen thousand five hundred ninety-one dollars. <laughs> But when you are talking about people who can't afford, you know, even basic groceries, I know it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to justify an increase like
0: that. Well, I, I I will say uh, that uh, that even at sixteen thousand dollars a year, just in tuition,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where they really stick you is with fees and room and board. So that sixteen thousand isn't exactly what you pay to be a student at UMass.
1: No, that's just... What you really
0: wind up paying is another fifteen to $20,000 right. on top of that.
1: Well, uh, a student protest at UMass Amherst yesterday called on the administration to adge- address the lack of available and affordable housing. So they want to increase the tuition, but they don't have enough places to put in every student that goes there. UMass Amherst students are asking that the university only enroll as many students as the university infrastructure can support. These students switched out of their beds for tents in protest of what they say is a housing crisis on campus. It's a manufactured crisis. It's due to overadmittance admittance of students. It's due to not building enough on-campus housing, The this public-private partnership where they're mm-hmm. outsourcing to private entities. You know, when they do the hotel down the street. The protest also sparked uh, by a recent email from Residential Life that indicated there are more than nine hundred appointment requests than there are spaces available on campus, and they're not able to guarantee all students will be able to select a housing assignment on campus.
0: Yeah, see, so here is the so that's why they'll they'll stay like at a La Quinta for a semester or the Red Roof Inn. The Red Roof. Here is the here is the thing. You so uh, in state tuition is sixteen thousand. You know what uh, the uh, a residential residential student in state. Has to, pl- has to pay, Wow. that 16000 instantly becomes $33,000 a yeah. year. And if you're from out of state, God help you, because a UMass Amherst education, if you're an out-of-state student, mm-hmm. $52,900. That's crazy. It is crazy. But yet uh, what isn't crazy is keeping your kids in state so you can save a few bucks. There's only so many spaces for all those kids, though.
1: That I don't understand why they over enroll. If you know you only have X amount of housing things, why would you over enroll the students?
0: I don't know. I mean, it must be like kind of like you know why do you overbook a flight? Yeah, you know, I mean, are there that many people that back out last second?
1: Well, I'm sure there is a per- I'm sure there is a percentage of people who you know get all the way to the big dance and then say you know what I don't want to do this. There's plenty of people that
0: do that sure but the number isn't so great that it justifies trying to find alternative housing for kids that you know for in in places that really aren't designed for college students like hotels and motels
1: i don't know i wish i had stayed in a hotel when i was uh... When I was in college.
0: I would have appreciated turned down service and a concierge.
1: Could have done the uh, the Elm Motel on Route 20 in Westfield. Mm-hmm. That place was hopping.
0: I would have liked the old Elsie uh, Motel in West Springfield.
1: Oh, that would have been a humdinger. That
0: would have been that would have been nice. I think that's
1: called the American Inn now.
0: Whatever it's called, I'm yeah. sure it's just as beautiful uh, now as it was back then. Was the uh, was the Corral Motel? Was that down
1: there on uh, Riverdale Street?
0: Was it the Corral or the? Black Stallion or something something like that. Something like that. Yeah. When I
1: first moved here back in the nineties, there was the Corral
0: Motel. You imagine you're spending like uh, you're from out of state, okay? Like let's say you're from California, yeah, and you you get you get into UMass Amherst, okay, and uh, you got to live in a dorm because I mean you're you know two thousand miles away, but they don't have any dorm space for you, so instead what they do is they put you in that motel behind Mingle's in West Springfield.
1: Oh yeah the uh the night's in yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah you imagine that that's 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 worth fifty two thousand dollars
1: well uh, think of all the uh, the historic nostalgia that was in those rooms <laughs> you know and and DNA evidence you know a hooker once
0: overdosed <laughs> in here it's got a lot of history around here you know uh, it may not look like much now but a few years ago there was a dead hooker in the bathtub that was missing your kidneys and no one knows why yeah. But here we are. <laughs>
1: uh, police in Philadelphia are looking for thieves who broke into an unmarked truck that was parked in a Walmart parking lot uh, early yesterday morning. It was carrying 7.5 million dimes. which would Dimes? $750,000, yeah. Uh, the thieves were able to get away with around 2 million dimes, which would be about $200,000, but some reports say they could have taken even more. It's apparently taking a long time to count the remaining dimes. The dimes were headed from the Philadelphia Mint to Florida. The driver parked the truck in the lot to sleep somewhere. And uh, the theft happened while it was unattended overnight. It's unclear if the thieves knew what was inside. According to the U.S. Mint, one dime weighs 2.3 grams, meaning the thieves stole more than 10,000 pounds of dimes. Uh, This begs an interesting question. If the thieves didn't know what was inside, would 7.5 million dimes be a good surprise or a bad surprise?
0: I would think it would be a good surprise, but an inconvenient one. Who wants to walk around with that many dimes? I don't. I mean, you you put pockets jingling,
1: jangling down the street. Everybody, they're going to know where you are.
0: If I put that many dimes in my pants, my pants be down around my ankles.
1: I mean, on one hand, even though the coins are heavy, it's pure cash. So, and, and, you know, how easy would that be to track if it's just coins? You know, dollars have serial numbers on them. You're right about that. Bills. Uh,. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with all those dimes? You just, get, you know what? The police just got to go to all the grocery stores with those coin star machines. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you seen a guy coming in here with buckets and buckets of dimes in the last few days? Yeah, yeah but- he he got all Amazon gift cards, so he didn't have to pay <laughs> the fee.
0: I'm I'm pretty sure you could probably bankrupt the. Uh- a grocery store if you brought that many dimes into its Coinstar operation.
1: You know, it, it kind of amazes me that a, a truck driver has no security carrying around $750,000 in, uh, in a truck. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. think that would be a, a truck coming from the mint would be guarded <laughs> and have security or something on it. Yeah. That does seem kind of weird, doesn't it? It does. When when they used to make they used to make the paper the uh, the paper for money here I don't know what, what facility it was in Massachusetts but they would make the paper here and they would ship it on the train well they would have federal agents following that train along to make sure that nobody stole that paper because oh, counterfeiters
0: got their hands on oh, it
1: Absolutely yeah. but it's like nobody's watching a truck full of dimes Like that's money it's still money
0: you mean, but but there's some people that dismiss uh, that because they say, "Well, you know, who wants the, who wants a million dollars in dimes? Uh, I'll take it."
1: Well, if you're a dime collector, and they're brand new, they're the fresh. I got a fresh 2023 quarter yesterday.
0: No kidding. Yeah. What that? What what was that like?
1: Uh, it you can definitely tell it's made with different metal or less. It, it's weird. It's a weird uh, consistency to it.
0: I don't know if I've paid attention well enough to. To see what kind of years are on my loose change these days.
1: Well, listen, at least if you have all those dimes, you'll be covered when you park your car downtown Springfield, and you can put all those dimes in the meter. And nobody's no, nobody's yeah. going to get you then. Oh, what well, are you talking about? I put in uh, I put in three hundred dimes into this thing. Yes, but you didn't mark the right space. Down. Yeah, Sorry. but it's
0: only it's only a, a, still only two
1: dollars for a two hour parking. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot with a high of 91. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 71. It is 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah,
0: yeah.
2: Everyone has a project they want to finish.
0: Sometimes it. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 6:56 in Bush. Backs and back Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Bush. Bush. Uh, sunny, hot today. High 91 tomorrow. Rainy with a high of 71. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, Steve over here and the road crew are going to be busy today. They're going to be at uh, where at the home outlet in yeah. Springfield from noon to 2. Uh, spring is here, and it's time to start thinking about all the home improvement projects you've been putting off. For three days only, uh, starting yesterday, the 13th, today, and tomorrow, you can save 20% off Store-wide a new kitchen, bathrooms, floors, windows, and doors. And while you're there, stop by, say hi to Steve and the road crew at the Rock 102 table. Your chance to win some pretty cool prizes. That's today from noon to 2 at the Home Outlet, 685 Boston Road in Springfield with Steve and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It'd be
1: a nice day to be outside. It would be a nice day. Yeah. Uh, You know, if you're driving around in a new car, congratulations. uh, Now the bad news. It could be slowly killing you. This sounds like a, one of those 22 News i reports. Right. Uh, a study at Harvard just found that that new car smell everyone knows and loves yeah. might actually cause cancer. They uh, left a brand new car parked outside for 12 days, then measured the air quality inside, and it wasn't good. They found large mar- amounts of two known carcinogens. There was 35% more formaldehyde in the air than what was considered safe, and 61% more of another cancer-causing
0: chemical a set of. high la, 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 la. All right, so but but honestly, how how many new cars well, do you have to yeah, sit into before that, you actually catch cancer? Well,
1: the, the you know I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, you clocked a car for 12 days with nobody using it. If you're getting in and out of the car, the car is getting air exchange, you know, more so than it would be just sitting by itself
0: unmoved. Listen, if I sat in your car for more than like three hours at a time. It would lose that new car smell pretty fast.
1: Uh, it said that could be enough to un, uh, to up your cancer risks long term, especially if you spend a lot of time on the road. And anyone who leases new cars every few years would have even a higher risk. But don't freak out if you've got a new car air freshener. That that's not what they're talking about.
0: It's this. This yeah. is actual new yeah. car stuff. Yeah,
1: you can eat those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're supposed to eat them, are though. You, are
1: you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It apparently has to do with the uh, chemicals in the plastic and other materials that need time to air out. They say it's worse than the first six months. Uh, if you're in a new car uh, holding your breath right now, it's okay. Relax. Relax. Don't don't be scared. It's okay to go buy a new car. Uh, you can. Yeah, the cancer won't hit you for months. But they're just telling you uh, to keep your car well ventilated. Again, nobody's parking... You're buying a brand new car and you're leaving it sit for 12 days untouched. You either have endless amounts of money on you or you just don't care.
0: (laughs) Or you're in a COVID protocol and can't leave the house. Right. Yeah. So Those are your choices. So they say
1: keep your car well ventilated. Uh, Try to park in the shade. The study found heat makes it worse. So on hotter days, try to air your car out before you're driving. Or you put one of those foil things in your window. Did you ever have one of those?
0: No, I've never had one of those.
1: I always wanted one. But I always uh, figured, you know what, I would use that twice before that I would get too lazy to do it every single time I got yeah, out of the I, car.
0: I can totally see that sitting in the back seat and never being used. Yeah. Uh, keep your car clean.
1: Well, there goes my – that's
0: it. I can I'm, barely keep my house clean, never mind my car. Chemicals can
1: stick to dust, so if your dashboard gets dusty, they linger even longer. As long as you do that stuff, you probably don't need to worry too much, but people online are joking it's just another good reason to buy a used car.
0: Dr. Vito Perron and attorney James Winston are going to be in the studio in just a few minutes talking about what's been going on uh, with the East Hampton School Committee and what they've been facing. So we'll talk about that. I I haven't heard anything about this. Really? you got a few minutes to bone up on it. Okay. 7 o'clock on Rock 102.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just...
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-12 the Eagles. But back Nagle Nagel and Rock One Hundred and Two.
1: Uh, Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of ninety-one. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of seventy-one. It's fifty-four in downtown Springfield.
0: In the uh, the studio with us right now, a guy who is uh, who has made not just local news but news around the country and around the world. Doctor Vito Perone uh, had been the uh, the hire for Superintendent of Schools in East Hampton. That uh, that offer was then rescinded, and we'll talk about uh, the reasons for that. He's here with his attorney James Winston, who's been on the show before. Good to see both you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. Thanks, Thank
1: you. All right, so uh, Vito, uh, welcome to the studio this morning. Thanks for uh, for being with us. Can you first of all let's talk about what kind of guy you're? You're uh, you're from the area, you're from Connecticut. That's hey. correct.
6: I uh, grew up in Manchester, Connecticut. Went East yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Played football at UMass.
1: And then you obviously graduated, the, or you went and you went, got your doctorate uh, eventually. Yeah, ultimately uh, I did, yes. And, and how long have you been in the in, in education? This is my 29th year in education. 29 years in education. Uh, and, you,
0: and you spent a number of those years as a principal in
6: in East Hampton. Correct, yeah. I started my career in Carson City, Nevada, worked there for 15 years, taught in prison for 10. Um, my dad had a stroke moved back here, and East Hampton was uh, good enough to hire me. That was my first leadership uh, position.
0: So it's not like the people of East Hampton are not aware of the kind of work you've done. Clearly, there's a lot of people that were in support of you in this position because they felt, well, you know, here's a stand up guy. He's done well by the kids, done well by our schools. You know, it makes sense that this might be a good, solid candidate to become the superintendent of schools. Right, yeah. The, the people of East
6: Hampton have been amazing and supportive and compassionate. And, the, you know, the, the, the outpouring of support from the students when I was principal in East Hampton and the things that they've said about our uh, connection and engagement while I was there has really just uh, helped me keep my head up throughout
1: this. Has, has there been any instance throughout your career where somebody has taken you to task on maybe the way you've uh, handled talking to them or a complaint against you about uh, maybe the way you've behaved towards other people?
6: No, there hasn't been. I mean, uh, in a 29-year career as as a teacher, a coach, a principal, and an administrator at Central Office, you know, you make decisions sometimes that people don't agree with. But my process has always been to look at what does Mass General Law say, what does the policy say, and then to really think about making a decision through the lens of what's best for students. Mm -hmm. and People can't really disagree with that. Right. When you bring that yeah. to the table, and the and the and the focus is the student. So let's talk about what's
0: what's just happened to you. Sure. You uh, you've applied to become the job to become the superintendent of schools in East Hampton. They offer you the job. You go through this. I would assume mm-hmm. because it's you know it it's the superintendent of schools a pretty rigorous uh, interview process. Maybe this testing involved, but there's a lot involved in being hired in this position. You get offered the job. And then you write. Uh, let me go back. Well,
1: let's let, yeah. let's
0: talk about the the
1: day you were offered the job. Yeah, sure. So uh, this is obvious. These are long meetings that are drawn out, to, and and rightfully so, because you want to make sure you're making the right decision. And. Uh, Long drawn out meeting What time do you get off The school committee meeting Before they make the, the, the decision at, Okay at that So time? so I ended my interview at mm-hmm. 8 Okay Uh,
6: After a day that started at 8 um, okay. And I was meeting all stakeholders I had a group of students that I met with Which was amazing I met with uh, administrators uh, School committee members Community members And it was a pretty uh, intense day Rigorous Um, long. I asked questions They asked questions yeah. It was a long day But you know I'm used to long days in right. education and then 8 o'clock, I, uh, I finished my interview, and I was, uh, was kind of floating on air, very excited. Uh, went home, uh, had some dinner, and um, was waiting for a call. Uh, as I sat waiting, it got later and later, uh, 10, 15, 10, 30, I looked at my wife and I said, I, I, just, I have to go to bed, I'm, I'm whooped. And uh, I thought my phone was on. Uh, unfortunately, it was not. Um, but uh, at twelve fifteen, I get a knock at the door. And my wife, of course, is in panic mode. We have four children, and she was like, "Well, the kids." And um, so we looked outside. The police were there. Went downstairs, and he said, "Well, the 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 city, uh, excuse me, the school council, the school committee, and the the mayor, trying to call you." And I said, "Well, it's 12:15. I was sleeping." And he said, "I get it. I understand, but could you do me a favor and call them?" So I called them, and I spoke to the chair, and uh, she offered me the position. And she offered me the position at one hundred fifty-one thousand dollars, and I Mm. said, "It's twelve fifteen. I just woke up. I'm kind of, you know, out of it a little bit. Um, Are we negotiating a rate right now?" And she said, "No, there's no negotiation. We're placing you at this rate." And I, I said, "Um, "Okay, there's a range that was uh, posted. Is there a possibility to move up?" And she said, "No, we're going to place you right there based on your experience, etc." I said, "You know what? I get it. West Springfield's a different town than East Hampton, right?" And the The funds available are different. I said, you know what? This is not about money for me. i'm, a, I'm a, I will take the position right. And
1: you're talking about two different school districts, who have Absolutely. two different budget, yeah. b- number of students, issues and, responsibilities, and, yeah. et cetera. Okay, great. So but again, she said there was no negotiation at that point. That was just an offer of employment at that time of that call. Absolutely was yeah. an offer yeah. of employment at a specific rate, which I accepted. Did the Do you know if the other two candidates got calls to say whether that they didn't get the position?
0: I do not. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so uh, let me ask uh, James Winston this question. So you're an employment lawyer, yes. and so. Technically speaking, as the law would say, if somebody offers you a position and uh, whether or not salaries are discussed or where they are discussed may or may not be pertinent here, but if I offer you a job as an employer in any other other sector, uh, does that constitute like a verbal agreement, a, a verbal contract in the state of Massachusetts?
7: It's an understanding. So there's an offer, there's acceptance and consideration was discussed the the salary of one hundred fifty one thousand, so essentially you have an offer that was made and that was accepted.
0: All right. So in 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 Massachusetts, the court of law would 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 accept that as a bona fide offer and one that would have to be fulfilled, right?
7: Yeah, it's an oral offer. Obviously, nothing was signed at twelve fifteen at night, but there was an offer, acceptance, and as I said, consideration in the salary and. So there you have the outline of an employment offer that was accepted. Gotcha. So, so, uh, so the email that you wind up
0: sending. Yes. What was What was at the uh, the, the heart of that email? Obviously, the the, the salutation was the thing that uh, that got you a little bit of uh, hot water here. But yep. what was that? What was the the crux of that email?
7: And, and before you you should mention that there was an original sure. email before the second email that became a controversy. Okay, so I worked
6: worked in East Hampton for six years, so so, uh, the administrative assistant I know very well, and initially I sent her the email and addressed it by her first name and signed it my first name because we know each other so well, and um, basically I, I had three requests. The first request was, uh, in the contract, it stated that I would make $151,000 1st year and no less than 151000 the second and third year. Mm-hmm. My request was a COLA, cost of living increase, right. for years two and three. Right, okay. Reasonable. Reasonable, 3%. Um, I also asked for four extra days of vacation. So instead of 26,
1: which were offered, I requested 30. Oh, so they offer twenty-six. It almost made it yes. sound like you were asking like Absolutely demanding not. for 30 vacation days right off the bat. No, no, no. They offered okay. twenty-six
6: right. and I asked for thirty. Oh, okay. Again, I was trying to remediate where right. I was coming from and where I'm going. Gotcha. Okay. And the third thing is I worked in East Hampton for six years and I had almost a hundred days sick banked, right? Because I, I don't take days off. I work. Sure. Right? And so I had a sick bank and I kind of left it on the table when I left. Currently, I'm in, I'm in West Springfield as interim, and in, in, in eight years, I have over 80 days banked up. Again, because I don't take a lot of time, um, except for COVID. You know, we all got right, covid right, so there's some right, time I lost right. there. But so my request was a, a, a similar size six bank to what I had when I was in East Hampton and what I currently have in West Springfield, and I asked for 40 days. So I didn't intend to take 40 days of sick days. Right. I don't do that. However, I'm
0: 58 years old and things happen yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and and that time accumulates. if you were, if you were to stay in one one school system, that number would just have accumulated over time. And, Correct.
1: And this is also what they call good faith negotiations. You're presenting what you what you would would like and then it's now it would be then their turn to say, well, we can or cannot do this or, or and work out the terms of it that way. Absolutely. And okay. if we were negotiating, That would be my request. Right. And then I expect you would
6: counter with X, Y, and Z as opposed to one, two, and three. Okay. All right. So then what's the next step then? The email? So I emailed originally to the administrative assistant Mm -hmm. who I've known for a while. And I um, sent it to her and she said, you know, it might be good or better if you send it to me and the chair. Okay. I said, oh, absolutely. So I copied it and I pasted it and I put ladies at the top. And I—that was my greeting, ladies. Good evening. Here it is, and I, and I—I I had the text and those seemingly requests, innocuous, not seemingly innocuous. Right, right. Again, I had been offered the position. I—I I felt like we were um, going to collaborate around a contract, right? And I wanted the tone to be less formal. Um, I thought it was appropriate to to. Re- To call them. Okay. this is this
0: Dr. Vito Perrone and attorney uh, James Winston in the the studio. So let's uh, let's go up a little bit here. Okay. you find out that they were going to rescind this offer. Yes, they and and at the time uh, you were told uh, that the use of the word ladies was a microaggression and that was the reason why they were rescinding it. Or was there more information passed to you between you and the chairperson? I, I would like to talk about
6: that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. So ahead. I was at yeah. East Hampton High yeah.
6: School. There was a fundraiser. I was there to support the kids and see some of the people I hadn't seen in years. You know, a I we, got some.
1: It was a we the people. Oh, that's right. right. Okay. I mean,
6: we yeah. got some rock stars over at East Hampton right. High School, and they were getting ready to go down um, to DC and and compete. So there's a fundraiser to help them travel. So I was there to support the kids and um, um, Ms. Brown and her class. So um, I went to the went to the fundraiser, getting close to six. I go into a, an office. And I hopped on the Zoom uh, immediately. When I hopped on, the chair asked me if I would step off for a few minutes because they had to discuss something. I made an assumption that they were going to look at those requests. Right, the numbers that the you numbers, sent right? over. Yep. Um, they said we will text you when we're ready. I said fine. So I sat there, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, half hour, forty-five minutes. I think it almost hit fifty. I get a text. Please come back on. I hop back on, and the chair uh, was the first one to speak. Said, "Doctor Perone." Um, you need to understand that we uh, voted to rescind your offer. And very eloquently I was like, "What?" I was shocked. And um and she said, "Yep, you were rescinding the offer because you use ladies as a greeting in your email and that's a microaggression." And again, I said, "What?" And I was I was really I was flabbergasted. You know, I'm a pretty articulate guy, right, but in right, that right. moment, I was not. And that's kind of uh, how it went until then. I said, well, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s. Ladies and gentlemen Was a uh, were terms of respect. Right. And uh, I apologize if I hurt any or if I um, offended anyone. That was not my intent. Well, Dr. Perone, the, um your apology really doesn't mean anything because we voted and the offers rescinded. And then the mayor gets on and, and tells me well, she's a lawyer and that what mm-hmm. I did was unacceptable. And she changed her
1: vote. What, what you did was unacceptable. That's funny, because about a year prior to that, uh, there was an incident at uh, one of the schools. I'm not sure exactly where this was, but she, Mayor Nicole LaChapelle was uh, addressing a group of students, uh, students students of color. And her mm. quote uh, to one of these students was, you get so worried uh, about how you present, like like your cadence. It's a little, it's not white. Like, you don't talk like a wh- white person, right? And that's fine. That's what La- LaChapelle said in an audio recording. She also used an expletive at the end of it. But what you have to do with your physical presence is say, like, who the F cares? Oh, I had a tough morning. Sorry. Then there's some laughter behind there. She got some backlash from that. She, mm-hmm. got, she got a lot of backlash from yeah. that. But she was able to issue an apology. She was able to explain that, I'm sorry, that's not exactly what I meant. Mm-hmm. And her words got misconstrued. And she's still the mayor of East Hampton and, mm-hmm. and still had to answer to the same chair that you were dealing with on that school committee because that was a school committee issue as well. Mm-hmm. The hypocrisy in some – and she was the one that changed her vote for you, right? She was the It was four to three in your favor at first. And it was her
6: vote, right? That's what she she told me in that um, executive session that she changed her vote, yes. I don't know what the others yeah. did, but that's what she did. You know, and, and the thing that struck me the most is she was offered an opportunity of grace, right? right? To think about, to
1: reflect, and to grow and learn and move forward in a positive way. Which most people would do. And I think that was, I w- and I'm just assuming that's how you would handle a situation. If that was presented to you by either a, a disciplinary action that you had to step in and help out with the administration, you you say, what can we do to rectify this in a way where you learn from this as opposed to being canceled? A- ab- absolutely, and, it, and we're in education. That's what it's about. Yeah,
0: we, we don't have a, a lot of time left because okay. we are. You know, there's, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but we are running a little bit short on time. So uh, again, this gets rescinded you've already had a verbal contract it gets rescinded on something that normally may not be seen as something worthy of rescinding a position legally speaking they're about to sign uh, another person another candidate into this position i think that may even come as much as today so if so understanding all of that the recourse that uh, dr perone has in this situation stands at what I mean, is there recourse? I mean, can you file an injunction? Can you file a lawsuit? Is any of, are any of those things on the table right now?
7: There, there are legal op- options available, and including this the, the potential violation of the open meeting laws in Massachusetts. But this really just happened on Monday, and um, I mean, typically, by the way, in employment situations, when you see shifting reasons why. employer stating they made a decision and and you heard the initial reasoning that was told to dr Perrone. and then in the days that came out the their reasoning was was changed uh or shifted yeah and that's often an example of a pretext um but as i said this just happened monday night and I, i you know we're we're weighing options right now and yeah. just yeah. kind of seeing where where this comes to but it was it was a very intense school committee meeting on monday night with um 90 minutes of public comments and then listening to the uh, members of the school committee debate um so we're, we're digesting it all
0: we we know there's a lot to to consider and a lot that i'm sure the two of you are going <laughs> to discuss yeah. even after this conversation but we do wish you uh, all the luck in the world. And, you know, and, Thank I, and you. I think you know, one of the things we said earlier this week, and I think I still think it holds true, even though you know there are some people that may uh, may differ on this, is that by and large, your reputation uh, has been well earned. And this is not something where someone, you know, you're going to find a, a whole population of people say, well, you know, Vita Peron is just you know not the right guy to be running anything. And most people who know you will say. No, he's exactly the guy that should be running the school department. And in my opinion, when you have uh, people who have made this kind of decision based on these kinds of reasons, my question to you, doctor, is even if they turn things around and were able to offer you the the job that they initially offered to you, would you still take it knowing that you would be working for these people, the way they've treated you and, and the way they have... Taken a microaggression and weaponized it against you? You know, that's really an easy question for me. It's kind of a
6: softball. This isn't about the school community. This is about the kids in the community of East Hampton who I love, who 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 worked with me. We built the school building. We went from level three to level one. I mean, I have great connections. I coach the kids. So yeah, absolutely I'd take a job if they offered it. But I think, you know, they've they've chosen a different course. And the, the 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 candidate who they who they offered after me, she she did a great job. I actually watched her interview. You know, kind of working through some reflection on how I did, how she did, and she brings a lot to the table. I'm sure she'll do a fine job. But sorry, no, no, go ahead. Oh. But, but I just I I. I <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about that I know we're going to get cut off on time is I want to make sure people understand whether you agree with me or disagree with me, whether you support me or don't support me, you know, there's no place in any of this for threats or or harassment of those those politicians because they put in hours and hours, and I have nothing but respect for the work that they've
1: done. And and no one who has discussed this has advocated any kind of harassment towards anybody. This is... This is a matter for the voters and the voters are upset and the voters are upset at the school committee and they're they're upset that nothing is being done about it. And when they had that town forum the other night, 90 minutes of public comment, I found it so disingenuous that the members of the school committee were shutting their cameras off while people were voicing their opinions and and ones specifically that were negative towards them. I, this whole in per, this whole Zoom meeting thing needs to just go away because <laughs> it, people need to be in person and you should be able to face somebody who you've elected and say I don't like this because this this and that I f- I find that very disingenuous for for them to 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 be kind of ignoring the population.
0: Dr. Vito Perrone, attorney Judge uh, James Winston, we appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so much for spending the time and explaining uh, what happened and uh, we wish you all the all the luck in the world. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate really was. appreciate it, guys. It's 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish.
2: Sometimes it's a dream home improvement and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102 102- or 247 at leotowillbraham.com.
1: Yeah. I'm here with Scott from Aquapump, and Scott, your family's been in business for over 70 years, which means you know a thing or two about water systems. You could say we know water very well, Steve. Oh, I see what you did there. That's right. Aquapump are the experts on all water supply systems. They install, service, and repair well pumps and tanks for all wells and carry a complete line of submersible and jet pumps, water filters, and supplies. They also specialize in treating contaminated water. Do it once. Do it right. Find out more at aquapump.com,
0: only in Stafford, Connecticut.
5: <clears throat> Mom, Dad, Sis. Here we go again. Why are you in a suit? Picture, if you will, a world with the best network imaginable. I'm talking about the Xfinity Tenji network. Go on. Mom, remember how your reality shows wouldn't load with all of us online? Now you can binge. And Susie, we'll have fast internet in the basement. Nice. If you have any questions, here's my card. This is just your name on a gum wrapper.
4: Introducing the 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Now through April 23rd, new customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity Internet during our limited time Xfinity 10G network launch celebration for just $25 a month for two years. Plus, there's no annual contract required and you get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra.
5: After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary.
0: It's 735 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Did he call us guys
1: before he left here?
0: I said, "I said, uh, have a good yeah. day, ladies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah if you want to listen to that interview, that'll be up after 10 o'clock on uh, our website, rock102.com, SoundCloud, Stitcher app, anywhere you find a podcast.
0: We got news next to Rock 102. The yeah, location. The yeah. location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 738 boy. with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. I wish we could share that stuff on the air with yeah, you, but we just can. can't. It's yep. time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagle. Well, from one superintendent's story to another, a lawyer for ousted Chickabee School
1: Superintendent Lynn Clark filed a motion in federal court to suppress statements she made to FBI agents who arrested her for allegedly trying to deceive them amid an extortion uh, investigation. Clark was indicted last year by a federal jury on two counts of lying to investigators probing a scheme to boot a candidate from a competition to become Chickabee police chief in 2021. There has been little activity in the case since, but Clark's attorney is now taking a run at quelling critical evidence in the prosecution. Police Captain Richard Henry was among four prospects to become chief when he began getting anonymous messages threatening to expose an affair between him and Clark if he didn't drop out. Henry uh, complied, and the search was briefly suspended. Chickabee Mayor John View alerted the FBI when evidence uh, of the alleged extortion attempt reached his desk. The investigation led to Clark, according to filings in U.S. District Court. Uh, Clark told Henry she was receiving threatening messages regarding his candidacy for chief, according to an affidavit by the FBI. Have him bow out. That was one of the 99 messages to Henry read, according to the affidavit. Attached to other messages was personal material, including photos of the two. Clark attempted to cast suspicion on other people within the police department, but she allegedly sent the messages herself. Defense attorney Jared Olenoff contends in a motion filed on April 10th that FBI agents violated several of his clients' civil rights by not properly addressing her Miranda rights, a central tenant of defendant defendant protections against self-incriminating during arrests. Owenoff wrote that he tried to head off a pre-dawn arrest by alerting federal authorities that Clark had counsel and would be willing to turn herself in if it came to that. FBI agents nonetheless showed up her door just after six AM on April sixth of twenty twenty two. Yeah, see the police the police go to all the uh, superintendents' homes.
0: Yeah. It's like they uh take like the, yeah. like the, like the like the bat phone. You know, they just pick up the phone and goes to the superintendent of schools. Uh, Olenov
1: contends Clark's verbal acknowledgment did not, did not meet the threshold to satisfy laws around Miranda uh, laws, and agents bullied her to unlock passwords on her electronic devices. Federal prosecutors uh, have two weeks to respond to Clark's motion. A hearing on the matter is
0: scheduled for May 18th.
1: A lot of superintendent stuff going on.
0: Yeah, no kidding. It's crazy. I think that's it, though. What? Well, either there's the East Hampton situation and the, the Chickabee situation. I think that's... I think that's all. I don't okay. think anybody, any other superintendents are acting up. You know what I was thinking about the, the East Hampton
1: thing? If they ever make a movie out of this, you know, because it's, it's good enough to have a dramatization uh, for a movie. Yeah. It should be called My Unfair Lady. Ooh. I, well, I like, like that. that. a lot. Yes. Don't you? Huh? I do. Ah, good ah, on you, Steve. I, I'm, thinking, uh, I'm thinking of the two of us. I'm it's thinking you. me. Yeah, yeah you. Absolutely. You're the guy yeah, right I now, the man. material. Way. How about that? Tell me? you what. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ham radio enthusiasts, Roy Thompson, uh, uh, call sign K-Dirt of Westfield, and Tom <laughs> Barker, WA1HRH of New Hampshire, were at a pull-off by the Westfield River in Huntington this week, activating a portable site in the back of their car for Parks on the Air, a nonprofit that promotes the use of amateur radio in the state. At national parks, I prefer a roast beef radio.
0: I'm mm, I I the ham
1: a little too salty. I like a ham a couple times a year. Thompson said the uh, that the Westfield River, designated as a federal wild and scenic river, is listed as a site there. Uh, the pair posted on the website ParksOnTheAir.com that they would be continuous wave or Morse code site on April twelfth, and could be contacted by radio there within the first forty minutes. They made contacts by Morse code from Missouri, Kentucky, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. I'll be damned. Thompson said hunters stations contacting listed sites will get credit for contacting the Westfield River.
0: You know, I didn't even realize that ham radio is still a thing. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you got to remember uh during the uh, the pandemic uh, when they were talking about all those those doomsday preppers, the ones that had like cans and You know, stockpiles of MREs and all that stuff. Uh, Those were the guys that had uh, the ham radio. This is how they're going to communicate after the apocalypse happens.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Let's say the apocalypse happens. There's not going to be anybody left to answer your call on the ham radio. Is there really? Well, that's the point. You could contact people from around the world. But you're going to be thousands of miles away from the, the nearest guy with a ham radio. Listen, it's a way of communicating I know with it's a, the people
1: I, that can't communicate.
0: I hear that, Steve, I yeah. hear that loud and clear. I just saying I'm just thinking, you know, if they're all said and done and the apocalypse winds up taking us all are those really the kind of people you want to start talking to? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Uh, I heard um, uh, my brother has got this uh,
1: this thing in his head where, uh, like, we're gonna have like a power grid outage. Yeah, and it's gonna be out for two weeks. It's some kind of thing that he heard, and uh, to be prepared and mm. do all that stuff. And my uh, my, my take on that is, uh, listen, if the apocalypse comes, just let me go. Like, why would I want to stick around for the aftermath of that? Why would anybody want to stick around for the aftermath of that?
0: Yeah. You know, um, did did your brother have this conversation with you over the phone?
1: Uh, no, it was actually a second-hand conversation through my sister oh, okay. uh, talking okay. about my brother. So uh,
0: she had the conversation with him over the phone.
1: She, she, had, a, she had an in-person conversation oh, with I him see. about this.
0: Because I was going to say, yeah. sometimes if you're having a conversation with somebody who's wearing a tinfoil hat, the mm-hmm. reception kind of gets a little fuzzy.
1: Well, I think there was a, maybe there was a couple of bl- uh, blind spots in the call.
0: I would like, think so. You know, yeah, Cut
1: out here and there. You're up on your Valley forecast today. Going to be sunny and hot with a high of 91. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 72. 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior.
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 752 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Going to be a hot one today and 91 for a high. Tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 72. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You know, we told you before, if you missed that interview with Dr. Perrone and uh, and his attorney, uh, that's going to be available on the podcast after 10 o'clock this morning. And 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 listen to the entire podcast because Dr. Wes Chesterton will be on after uh, eight o'clock which is very cool yeah. and while you're at it check out Baxi's musical podcast my guest this week really interesting interview with Jim Scafish from the uh, early Chicago punk and new wave band Scafish next week John Linnell from they might be giants and uh, all that is available on apple podcast soundcloud stitcher spotify google podcast and a rock 102.com
1: are you ready I am ready you don't sound like you're ready why no, don't I'm, you tell me how you're ready I'm ready I put a little more enthusiasm into it. Steve? Say, I'm ready! Steve, what?
0: I have never been more ready than I am right now in my entire life. Okay, fine. Now hear this with
2: Bax and Nagel on Rock
0: 102. <laughs> no, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 stop. Forget it, forget it, forget it. I wasn't ready. All right, we'll do it. Are you ready now?
0: It- now. Oh, all
2: right. <laughs> now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: All right, enough out of you. You've had your fun. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, the Rays won again yesterday in Tampa Bay.
0: High drive into right center field. This should do it. Would you believe 13-0 to start the year? The Tampa Bay Rays have swept the Boston Red Sox four in a row, and they tie a major league record by starting the new season 13 wins in a row.
4: Yeah!
0: They're still a long way up, way off from the all-time record of the most consecutive wins. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they'll never make it.
1: I won $2 on a bet yesterday. <laughs> oh, I bet them for them to win, but the odds are so low cuz they knew they were going to win that uh, the payout was only
0: 2 bucks. Now did they pipe in all that crowd noise cuz only like 15 people in the crowd.
1: Well, that's what we were saying yesterday. Uh it's kind of like uh, uh, Tropicana Field is very much like pre-COVID or, or COVID protocols <laughs> when nobody was in the ballpark. You, you listen, listen to that. Can
0: you hear the call? If I drive into right center field? This should do it. Would you believe thirteen and zero? Yeah, so that doesn't—that
1: the- doesn't sound like there's a lot of people nah, there. There's like
0: there's like one guy in a microphone from a distance going. <sighs> Yeah, just to make it sound like everybody's excited.
1: Well, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's audio from MLB The Show on PlayStation. <laughs> That's how they get that. Uh, clip number two: New York City has officially hired the very first Rat Czar to help mitigate the rodent problem the city has had for years. She beat out almost one thousand other applicants for the job. Here is the first ever New York City rat czar Kathleen Karate at her first press conference in a new position.
5: You'll be seeing a lot of me and a lot less rats. Our measure of success, rats are tough, but New Yorkers are tougher. So it's going to take everyone involved to make sure this is successful. We are absolutely going to explore all different rat mitigation techniques. See what works best to scale across the city. These are taxpayer dollars we're spending, so we want to make sure we're using the most efficient technique.
1: Now, the uh, the head of the rat committee was offended by the fact that she referred to those uh, rats as rodents. Yeah, right. And uh, the microaggression. Mike yeah, very microaggressive, yeah. and uh, she will not be getting that job.
0: Is uh, <laughs> is she single? Uh, I don't know, but... Can you imagine uh, dating the rat czar of New York? Mom, dad, I'd like you to meet my new girlfriend, the rat czar.
1: Well, listen, as a man who uh, (laughs) doesn't like crawly, furry things running through my home, I would welcome a lady like that. Really? Yeah, hey, if somebody's gonna take the initiative and, and fight mice and rats for me, I will take you in any
0: day. What does she got, like decon in her purse? Yeah, actually, uh, rat rat traps in her uh, backpack. Well, she's she's well endowed. She's a double decon. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that sounds sexist. That's uh, insensitive.
1: And finally, here's some good news: a missing dog in Alaska was found after being separated from its family and crossing about 150 miles of sea ice. Here's the moment Nanook was reunited with Mandy uh, I Oregon and her children. No, no.
5: on no, no, who went all the way to hell. It's
1: 166 miles. Yeah, you know what? I would That's run away so from you. I, I was just saying the
0: same uh, thing. Yeah. This dog was was, so, was doing so well before well, this re- well, reuniting.
1: Well, where are you from, little guy? You would believe the person that I live with. <laughs> <laughs> I Uh, would rather eat my own vomit off the
0: floor than spend another moment with that lady. uh,
1: That is now here, this, coming up after 8 o'clock, the very cool Dr. Westchesterson, our second doctor of the day here in the uh, Rock 102 studios. It's 7.57 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102.
2: Let's go while we're young. Fine, sir. Trying to tee off. It's back. No. Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step, four easy steps
0: to an awesome line. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, over the years I have known some of the worst people in the world. Miserable, terrible people. People that you could not trust. People whose only purpose in life is to suck the oxygen out of every room and the souls of every person in it. And even they were not as terrible as Daniel Snyder, owner of the NFL's Washington Commanders. Over the years, Snyder has been accused of creating a hostile work environment with more than 40 women filing grievances for sexual harassment. He's been accused of defrauding season ticket holders, concealing financial information from the NFL, knocking down trees from protected land so he can get a better view from his house. And oh yeah, there was that whole thing about refusing to remove the culturally insensitive team nickname until he was given no other choice. Well, here's the thing. After years of being arguably the worst owner in the NFL, Daniel Snyder has found himself compelled to sell the team. And yesterday, Snyder entered into a non-exclusive agreement with billionaire Josh Harris to purchase the team for a record $6.05 billion. If that sale goes through and nobody else can make a higher bid, that will then obliterate the previous record for a sale of an NFL franchise by more than $1.4 billion. That record was set by Walmart heir Rob Walton, who bought the Denver Broncos for $4.6 billion last summer. So. Let me get this straight. We are punishing Dan Snyder for all of his many professional, personal, and financial improprieties by giving him a check for $6.05 billion. Folks, I've done some pretty questionable things in my life. If anybody were willing to give me something to really cry about by punishing me with a $6 billion check, I'm pretty sure I'd learn my lesson. Sure, I might be a scumbag, but I think you'd be surprised how quickly my bad attitude would change with that sort of heavy-handed, tough-love approach. And while the sale of the team probably won't be finalized until later next month, I would be more than willing to take my lumps and show some real heartfelt remorse for my dreadful actions, because I will have deserved it. I've been naughty. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn. Scott's Four Step. Get Scott's Four Step. At Rockies now, only $100 with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense at all. It's time for step one already. So zip on over to your nearest Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Don't let this scare you.
1: It's ranch dressing day. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Peppercorn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's always good to welcome back our good friend, Dr. Wes Chesterton. Good to see you.
4: Good morning, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> good morning
0: to you.
1: I'm sorry. That's a microaggression. You're uh, going to have to leave. Am I uh, yeah. off the air now? Yeah, we're, Did I we're, we're, really sending you,
0: we're sending the offer for you to stick around for a while. Uh, how you um, been, man? I've been great. Yeah. Really good. How you guys doing? Good. I've been uh, noticing that uh, you have been like substantially... Busy over like the last few months promoting the record and yeah. you know, talking about live shows and everything. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable amount of
4: work you're putting into this. Thanks. I'm trying not to be too annoying on Instagram and in this <laughs> in Facebook. You know, it's like I, I it's a double edged sword. Like you have to get out there and do this stuff, but then again, I'm always feel like, hey, I'm like the carnival barker, like hawking my wares. Yeah, but, you but, know, but, like but hey, I'm, stop right up. Get but a. of all the annoying people
0: on yeah. Instagram, you've oh. got a long way to go before you reach the top
4: ten. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks. Some. People would disagree, but uh, yeah, it's true. You know.
1: Uh, do you want to rewalk anybody through our conversation that we had yesterday via text? Uh, do I? Uh, sorry, what? But yesterday, uh, oh, you yeah. were asking me uh, if if we could give stuff away or right. something like that, and apparently and I,
4: that's against policy and or I, something. And
1: I and I said, uh, you know, it's I, I gave you the rundown of the policy and said, you know, we we, we would have to run that. through You a did, bunch of and, people. and I
4: read the text and yeah. I went, oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. And, and then and, and, and then you sent another text.
1: Well, because uh, you know, I I had some of it a day yesterday, okay. and I had some time by myself, yeah. and I uh, maybe uh, indulged a little bit in the devil's lettuce.
4: Oh, oh, and as okay. are,
1: as I. As I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I was yelling that into the voice text. Uh I'm like, I hope he doesn't think uh, I'm offending him. So I had to write you an apology and say... Dude, I'm wicked stone right now, and I feel like I'm rude the way I'm talking to you. So if it feels that way, it's not it's just because I'm yelling as I voice text. And I and I and I don't need to because <laughs> there's nobody
4: here. Listen, if there's anybody that can understand <laughs> yeah. the situation you were in, it's a it's good doctor. I yeah. get it, dude. Yeah. You're all good. Yeah. He's and a medical
0: I, professional for Christ's That's background. right.
4: And like I said, I texted you back. I said, well, at least it didn't come out in all caps with exclamation points. Well, because
1: that's the way I felt like I'm I'm t- voice texting. I'm yeah. like. Yo, we can't do that,
4: Saren! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I thought you could hear me. I could not. In yeah. my heart, I could, though, Steve. I knew oh. I knew that you wouldn't do me like that, bro.
0: So I wrote down some notes yes. uh, here. You're going to be in uh, Burlington, Vermont tomorrow. Tomorrow. At Nectars. At Nectars.
2: All right.
4: Yeah. And then uh, on the 21st. A week from today. You're coming to uh, Southwick. I am. Westfield River Brewing Company. Now is this is this this is Doctor West Chesterson and the headband, right? Correct. So this is the new band that I've assembled to uh, play the songs from my Yacht Rock album uh, that I came and talked about uh, last, I think, in the fall. I can't remember. Um, So yeah, it's a great. It's a six-piece. Actually, it'll be a seven-piece band, and uh, we're gonna bust the first set. It's two sets. It's a Yacht Rock Hip Hop show. I've kind of like figured out my. I think my thing Uh finally. Right. Yacht Rock Hip Hop. That's so it's like ambrosia but with a real heavy beat. Yeah, what? it's like, like yeah, ambrosia right. and public enemy. Like or Christopher <laughs> Cross and Chris Cross. It's like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, told you. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. I'm gonna use can I use that? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. You, so you could wear your pants backwards and sing sailing. Think about that. That's uh, I'm gonna try Yeah. All right, I'll think about yeah, that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. That, that, to me, that's that's really putting on a show. Now I need a stylist back. Maybe you could be yeah, my, my guy.
0: Yeah, except, I mean, there's a line around the block for uh, my services I'm on that. Sure. So, well, you, put you, me in the queue. Yeah, you know.
4: oh, no, do, definitely. Cool. Definitely. Yeah, but the band's great anyway. We're like, <laughs> so the first set, right, It's a, and it's an early show for all us old geezers. Uh, the show's at 7 o'clock, Westfield River Brewing Company, a week from tonight, the 21st. Uh, the first set is the band, the headband, uh, doing the yacht rock stuff, and then I take a little quick break, and then we do the hip hop stuff. So it's like, oh, that's cool. you know, you got your, bo- the best of both worlds, really.
1: I, I think that's a nice little variety show you got going on. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. like, you
4: know, the old school. It's like, kind of like Laughing or, you know, the Dick Cavett of we know, Mike Douglas, I don't know.
0: What's nice about this is I don't know anybody doing yacht rock hip hop. Exactly. And I also, like like, fans of, like, Yacht rock will say, well, you know, I don't like hip-hop. Okay, right. okay, but you got a lot of yacht rock here. The people who like hip-hop say, man, I love hip-hop. I can't stand the yacht rock.
4: Here, Right, perfect a bit symbiotic relationship between the two. And I'm really hoping there isn't like a rumble. Like between the yacht rock people who do you think would wing the yacht rock people or the hip hop people if they all well, showed up and I,
0: I think the, uh, the the common uh thought would be maybe the hip hop people right. would have the edge.
4: I would say that the yacht rock people would probably have more expensive weapons that's right they yeah. probably they would just pay people to take to fight for them it, that's what I would that's do. that's what they would do yes yeah. What's
1: going on with that uh, the Shea Joseph thing that uh, you
4: were gonna? Oh well, uh, <laughs> I guess the gig's up on that. Yeah, one. I guess so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Too bad. You were you gonna know. turn that into a grow
1: facility, and now it's not gonna be happening. Well, anymore. it was
4: the night we were gonna do a nightclub, and now it's I don't know what I haven't been paying attention. Did it sell? Is it what happened to it? Uh, I think they're turning it into an Applebee's. An Applebee's, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, great. Yeah. You know, that's what Agawam needs. I,
0: I frankly, I thought the uh, the. Club Triad, uh, triad. Uh, you know,
4: business model was uh, was very intriguing. I mean, where else are you going to get a full scale replica of the Agawam rollaway in the basement? You know what I mean. What other club's going to do that? You're for You're you not going to find that anywhere. No. Where are you going? What other club's going to have a mechanical Trump that you can ride? Yes. You know. <sighs> The milking room, I still- The ama- milking tables. Yeah, the milking well, the, tables. I thought that yeah. was an interesting
0: push. Yeah, thanks. Sure.
4: Well, that's what jammed us up, was the EPA came, because we had cisterns underneath yeah. that were leaking, <laughs> so they, you know.
0: And they,
1: did, they, did, they didn't go for it, <laughs> they, did they? Well, we yeah. couldn't get the permits. Ah, ah, Not it too, yeah. you know, too bad. Red tape, you know, bureaucracy. I
4: was already working on my udder. Oh yeah that well we had uh, we have those in the gift shop we had you know strap on anyway <laughs> uh, Oh I, I got a
1: question about your music though. Sure. I want to know like you know uh, when you collaborate or not collaborate but when uh-huh. you when you think of things cuz uh, you do a lot of sampling sometimes. Uh, yeah uh, sometimes, for, sometimes for 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 some of the tracks like how does an idea come to you are you are you the kind of guy that goes I just need to find that next sound or is it something that just like, naturally going, if you're listening to background music and go, you know what? That might actually okay. be a little uh,
4: good riff here. That's a, that, wow. This, this might be the first real question I've ever been asked. Yeah. on. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, there you Holy go, Steve. Cow. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, the, the, the short answer would be I get wicked high.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. But then
4: to expand on that is that it's ever since I was a kid and started playing music, I literally, like, I'm a little Looney Tunes. Like, I literally just have, like, songs, music. Melodies, beats, stuff just pop into my head randomly mm. throughout the course of the day. And at some point in my life, I decided, oh, I should write this down. Some of these words and lyrics. Mm. And oh, I there's you know back in high school, it was like you had a little Tascam cassette four track, and yeah. I'd, oh, I'd you know record on that thing. So I'd start getting ideas down, and you just, they just grow like weeds. Yeah. You well, you yeah, the thing yeah. is, the thing is,
0: it's one thing to have that you know circulating in your head. Yeah. But it's another thing to have that stuff circ- circulating in your head, and it winds up being really good when oh, it comes out. Thank that's, you. That's the difference. Because a lot of people you know have music in their head, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: They yeah, call they that do. folk music. Oh. But, you know, and that's mostly because it's written by folks. <laughs> folks, nice folks. They mean well. Well-intentioned <laughs> folks, you know, with causes. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for that. But, I mean, you should also hear, like, for for every track I release, there's 10 tracks that I started and got three-quarters of the way through, and I was like, this sucks. So I, you know.
1: Yeah, but that I mean, that's something that you can always go back to and say, uh, maybe how I can improve on this.
4: Yeah, and sometimes play. you do. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've taken tracks that I've started from five years ago and found them, rediscovered them. But, oh, that's actually maybe not so bad, and then you... And you continue, fix that yeah, yeah you work that on happens that. a lot a yeah. lot of people do that i love the process i'm all about like the process of writing a song and recording it and and the more now especially with the album after working with a bunch of musicians for the first time cuz the hip hop stuff for the past 10 years has been just me so uh you know it, you get inspiration from the uh, other musicians um and and one uh, case in point one of the uh members of the band that's joining she's not like in the band officially because she's busy in fact when you talk to Adrian Ballou yeah. on your podcast yeah, he was going out with Jerry Harrison and they were doing Remain in Light uh, the the yeah. tour right? right so the band that was backing them up is called Cool 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 and the one of the female singers Sammy Garrett she sang on my album, and she's going to be with me at Westfield River Brewing Company. Very cool. So yeah, I just like to name drop a little bit. That's no, that's, that's a, what they that's call okay. a name drop. That's because um, I talked talk to both of them, Jerry Harrison and yeah, Andrew yeah. yeah, and so the, you know they don't go out with a bunch of schmucks. I mean they're they're going to go out on the road with some real yeah you know, world class musicians. You know, are sticklers like that. They are. They, they, they only want to work to with be, good people. I know. I. It's fine. No, this is why my phone doesn't ring. Uh, but but anyway, like Sammy, when I would send her the tracks. Uh, for the album, she came up with her own parts in some cases. She's like, "Hey, do you mind if I try this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, do whatever you want." And she sent me back this one track. I was like, "Oh my god, it was amazing!" And so, you know, it's great to work with other musicians because then they—it's like the cyclical thing. Yeah, you know? it's also—it's it's
0: also good when when other musicians are kind of given. So they're you know they're given a track, but they're not given you know, any restrictions in what they do. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the creativity that they put into it yeah. is a whole lot more than having
4: someone say, I want you to do this, this, and this, and only those yes. things. Yes, and I've done, like, keyboard work, session work for other songwriters that need piano or organ or synthesizers on their tracks, and, you know, some of them can be very specific about yep. what they want. You're like, you sh- okay, sure, and you give it to them because you're getting hired to do a job, but, I mean, yeah, I, I and I learned from that experience and you know you can have an idea of the way you want it to go but like at the end of the day you're hiring a musician because of what they're able to do and so just let them do what they do that's it that's, uh, that's that's so, that's that's real 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 liberating for a lot of a lot yeah. of musicians like that. Let yeah.
1: the improv
4: flow. let that's it. Happen it. naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You that's know, cool. You get it as a comedian. Yeah. It's, you know. it's it's
1: all about chemistry. It's, you yeah. know, musicians sometimes don't meld with another musician. And, right. And, and that's okay. They move on to another collaboration. It's yeah. That kind of thing. Same or you got to
4: ke- kick someone out of the band sometimes. Yeah. You know. But I mean, <laughs> winking at him. What yeah, why you looking well, at me at him, for I was just, well, yeah. no, I'm saying, you know. I, I think you and I could do this show again. Well, <laughs> dude, I'm on the. Okay, by the way, when I'm listening to you guys on the ride up, I'm like literally talking to the radio because I'm like, no, 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 no it's this. Uh, two things. <laughs> Number one, who did that Arnold's Meats jingle? It's awesome. Arnold's Meats, Ryman, uh, salami, it, and it, pastrami. That's, yeah. I love he actually, it. That dude actually worked for us. Okay, it's good. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, second point I want to make is that uh, Riverdale Road Motels, the wagon. Wagon Wheel Motel. What, where am I thinking of the Corral Motel? I don't know, but I think it's the Wagon Wheel you were thinking of. The which one was wheel. the Wagon Wheel? The Wagon Wheel was where Mingles was. I th- the motel uh, behind it, yeah. It was called the Wagon Wheel, yeah, because we used to have parties there in high school.
1: Yeah, I, I my, now they call
4: it the Paddy Wagon. My, <laughs> well, that's who used to come for us when we'd have the parties in
1: you, high school. You know, I moved here almost thirty years ago, so uh, like my recollection of what I first saw when I, you know, now you know when you get older, you start paying more attention to where things are. I, I, I could have sworn I saw a sign that said Corral
4: Motel over in West Springfield. Maybe it was, I maybe. don't know, but I at one know. point it was the Wagon Wheel. Okay, so I guess well, that was a nice force. Four star place too,
1: right? The uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah,
0: classy classy, 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 classy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe AAA gave it one star, and that means <laughs> yeah. it's good. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> Almost as good.
4: good as the Pines in Chicopee. Yeah, all the theme rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. Tarzan um, and Jane, baby. But the thing I wanted to bring up on this, based off this last thing, is what you just said. Is you know, you've got uh, you're going away, and you got Marty Caproni filling mm-hmm. in. a great yeah. yeah. guy. But I mean, you know, hey. How about a little love for the doc sometime? You need a vacation? Give me a call, dudes. Uh, Listen, yeah. we're not not—we're yeah. certainly not against it. We would love okay. to have a stable of folks. All right. Can you, can you put in, like, is it okay? Do you have air purifiers or an air filtration system in the studio? Because, you know, <laughs> got, I have it's it's gonna that gonna window. Little, that window. It's going to get a little okay. cloudy in there. It here. might get a little cloudy <laughs> like in there. Like here. that <laughs> Cheech
1: and Chong bus driving down yeah. the street. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I can see that happening. <laughs> I can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it, right? <laughs>
4: I'll tell you what. That that box of donut dip donuts would be empty. In about two seconds, if it, I, it,
0: it may still
1: yeah, be empty oh, in about be. two seconds. You know, you know what? Uh, the uh, uh, Vito Perone brought those donuts in here, and did I he? suggested to him before he came on the air. I said, "You know, maybe if you had brought them a dozen donuts, we wouldn't have been even talking
4: yeah. about yeah, you, this you, right you know. This job would have been yours, yeah, and it would have yeah, been secured." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know.
1: He addressed us as ladies, but he did bring those sour cream <laughs> donuts from Donut. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about <laughs> softening the microaggression? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, it, right yeah. there. <laughs>
4: Oh, my
0: God.
1: Well, Dr. Wes uh the show again next uh, Friday?
4: This Is coming Friday. Yeah, F- a week from tonight. A week from tonight. One week from tonight. West- Westfield River Brewing Company in Southwick, which, by the way, that was the old Chuck Steakhouse. Do you remember oh, that? I never had a yes. chance to
1: eat there, and I only ate there when it became something else for a little. Okay. It was still called Chuck's, but then- a yeah. bunch a friends of mine are like, hey, they have a lunch buffet for five ninety nine. Yeah, and we walked in there and it was like a gazpacho and a piece of oh, bread. God. Yeah, yikes.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Chuck's was the only place when I was a kid that was like the place you went, uh, you know, for a special occasion. It yeah. was the, it was the one time a year my parents allowed me to order shrimp off yeah. a menu. So wow. I, I associate that place with sh- with but, ex- shrimp.
1: But but the new owners have done a hell of a job over there, uh, revamping Amazing. that place. The place it, it's beautiful in it's there, and it's a great. great
4: place to see. Your show great and yeah. uh, my buddy josh kelleher is doing a lot of the work there in terms of booking and mm-hmm. promoting the shows he's the guy who booked me and uh he's an old friend from way back and uh, yeah they're they're crushing it so even if you don't go to my show which you should um how check would, out westfield <laughs> river brewing company it's how awesome. would
1: you get tickets for that
4: you can get tickets on westfield river brewing company's web website which i should probably know but google it you know use the google <laughs> yeah it's not hard to find or i'll yeah. tell you how else quickly i'm gonna uh today i'm spending cuz i'm i'm hanging out in in western mass today okay. cuz i'm going up to burlington tomorrow from okay. here so i'm going to be rolling around this afternoon this morning and i have a pocket full of tickets so i'm going to post on facebook and instagram where i am like i'm you know Maybe I'm going to go have lunch at a certain uh, famous hamburger place on Riverdale Road, and I'll post that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if you come find me, I I got free tickets for you. Okay. All right. So you can go to your social media
1: pages and find out uh, where that is. That's right. There you go.
0: Dr. West Justin, great to see you. Good Good to see you guys. Thanks. 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shit at the Drake. It's 827. (laughs) With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. I can't
1: tell if he's telling the truth or not.
0: Yeah, I know. Because yeah, uh, oftentimes... Know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes. Well,
1: it's the, it's the devil's lettuce that does it to you. It does. He uh, may not know whether he's helping Yeah, the truth he, or not. Uh, it's sunny and hot today with a high of 91 tomorrow rainy with a high of 72. 61 right now in uh, lovely downtown Springfield. Don't we have uh, some people coming in still? We do. We have the uh, the folks from UMass coming in to talk about the uh, UMass uh, Dash and Dine which is coming up on April 22nd. Uh it benefits the uh, the Survival Center up in up in Amherst. So it's a great cause and it's a, it's a great day and we'll hear all about it from those folks coming up at 8:45.
0: We got news coming up now. Next to Rock 102. Here's your
4: Western Mass News First Alert forecast. Another day of possibly record warmth. We'll see lots of sunshine with highs getting to a high five.
0: Eight thirty one. With Baxton Dangle on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rom hunday Go to Gary Rom hunday today. Get zero percent financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bags. A member of the
1: Massachusetts Air National Guard was arrested by the FBI on Thursday in connection with the leaking of classified documents that have been posted online, according to Attorney General Merrick Garland. The arrest of Jack Teixeira, 21, comes following a fast-moving search by the U.S. government for the identity of the leaker who posted classified documents to a social media platform popular with video gamers. Teixeira was arrested in Massachusetts without incident, Garland said, and will be arraigned in federal court here today. The investigation is uh, going uh, is ongoing. We will share more information at the appropriate time. Teixeira will appear uh, in court today in Boston, according to the U.S. Uh, attorney's Office. The FBI said in a statement that it took Teixeira into custody at his residence in North Dighton for his alleged involvement in leaking U.S. Uh, classified U.S. government and military documents. The FBI is continuing to conduct authorized law enforcement activity at the residence. Since late last week, the FBI has aggressively pursued investigative leads, and today's arrest exemplifies our continued commitment to identifying, pursuing, and holding accountable those who betray our country's uh, trust and put on our national security risk.
0: You know, uh, Dighton is... uh the next town over from my hometown of Rehoboth. Oh, look at that. It was the Dighton-Rehoboth school system. Are you connected so, to this uh, young man somehow? Uh, no, I'm not uh, connected in, in any way, shape, or form. But I have to tell you, there's a certain, uh, certain pride I have that it's a local boy hitting, hitting the, uh, the headlines. It's uh-huh. kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice when, so- nice when a
1: local boy from Massachusetts yeah. uh, puts us in the national spotlight. I think so, too. The uh, leaked documents posted to social media, some of which have been attained by uh, CNN, included Uh, Detailed intelligent assessments of allies and adversaries alike, including on the state of the war in Ukraine and challenges by Kiev and Moscow face as the uh, war uh, appears stuck in a stalemate. Multiple U.S. officials told CNN that Teixeira is believed to be the leader of the group where a trove of classified documents had been posted. The search for the suspect began with thousands of people who had access to the documents, but investigators were able to quickly narrow the search to potential members of the chat group with evidence collected in the days immediately following the discovery of classified documents online by U.S. officials. So it was on this uh, this Discord uh, thing, which is like you know, there's people arguing about uh, politics and things like that, mm-hmm. and he says something to the effect, this is what I had read uh, yesterday, he said something in effect of, "Oh, you really want to know the truth," and then started posting classified documents on this chat server.
0: Ah, to the untrained eye, that uh that uh, is seen as a negative. Yeah. But again, you know, when, a lo- when it's happening to a, a a local guy, you know, in the next town over from you, you feel like, "Man, it's so good to hear, you know, good news about local folk." Hometown boy. He's a hometown fella. He worked his way
1: all the way up to the top, and yeah. now he's in jail. Uh, Such pride. Here's a headline from Mass MassLive. Smell smoke in Springfield? It could be left over from a brush fire. Or somebody burning marijuana on the streets of Springfield. <laughs> the uh, Those living and working in Springfield might be smelling smoke for the next couple of days, but it's not a cause for concern, officials say. The fire department said there was a brush fire at Blunt Park. <laughs> Blunt Park. that's know, I that funny. funny. Which has been uh, contained as of last night, but residents still might be able to smell the smoke from it. Residents in the vicinity should expect to smell residual smoke for the next 24 to 48 hours. I kind of like a kind of like a little burning smell, but you're like, like, a, like a nice woodsy burning smell. Yeah, not a not a, like a like a plastic fire or, or like what, like burning or tires, or yeah. things like that. Um, even though those do keep you warm in the winter. I put those in my wood stove, the old tires that I yeah, had. Yeah, right. I just shoved them right in the wood stove and just light it. I, I think we're all fine. Really? None of us have had any mm-hmm. uh, adverse health effects other than coughing and uh, mild nausea. Well, I
0: mean, other than the hole in the ozone you're bursting through, I mean, that's, uh, that's no big deal. Yeah. Uh, so if you smell smoke, that's what it is. A California
1: man who lobbed death threats at Merriam-Webster employees over how the dictionary publisher defined words such as girl, female, and woman was sentenced by a federal judge yesterday to one year in federal prison. Jeremy David Hansen of uh, Rossmore, California, pleaded guilty last year to threatening to bomb the Springfield-based dictionary Icon and kill its employees after the employee updated its gender definitions to align with non-traditional norms. Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephen Breslow said the company shut its offices down for 90 days after Hanson sent online messages to its employees last spring. These threats involved assassination, shooting, bombing, arson, and were peppered with really, really awful language, particularly with a focus on people who were transgendered. The impact of the victims were pretty serious, Breslow told the U.S. District uh, Judge The Maestro. Uh, Breslow highlighted that suicide rates among, you know, and then they go into the whole thing about how it was affecting all these people, but... uh you're threatening the dictionary? Lots of reasons to be angry at the dictionary. The pen is, in fact, muddier than the sword. It's very deep and philosophical, Steve. And, and, and prolific. Whew. I like to say
0: prolific. Yeah,
1: all words that you would find in a dictionary. I find this conversation uh, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> I don't know what either of those words mean. But they but seem appropriate I, but yes, in the context
0: do. of the conversation.
1: Uh, 18 months. Uh, while the government encouraged uh, Mastriani to impose an 18-month prison sentence, Elkins urged a sentence of time served as Hansen has been behind bars for violating his pretrial release conditions by making threats towards his probation officer earlier this year. She said Hansen has not been receiving treatment while behind bars. Mr. Hanson is going to be back in the community and rehabilitation into this circumstance has got to be a primary goal of the court, he He's been denied medication. He's not been any treatment. Uh, Longer incarceration would actually work contrary to the goal of rehabilitation. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. If you're not, you obviously have. If you're taking time out of your day to get so offended Mm -hmm. by something, people at a dictionary decided
0: to do when there are.
1: And by the way, that's not the only dictionary in the country.
0: No, but it's it's the good one.
1: Well, it's the good one, but you can—I mean—you can find anything to align to whatever you like. You know, I'm sure there's a dictionary out there that uh, yeah, well, has the stance saying, "Hey, we're not changing the definition."
0: Of this but other dictionaries still have the same words. You know, I—I I would think that, uh, and, I, and, I, and I don't want to just speculate, but there's a chance this guy may not be fully operational. And, that, upstairs. and, that,
1: and that's why I—I I kind of agree with the, with, with the uh, the defense attorney here. You got some issues going on. You need somebody to look into that. You're probably not getting that kind of help in prison. No, yeah, of course you're not. Like but. they got so many other people to worry about. You're just another. Uh, you're just another body taking up space in the jail. So you know, if you're talking about trying to you know rehabilitate somebody, it might be a good idea to maybe let them get the mental help that they need rather than just kind of, no, no, forget yeah. about them. A car flipped over in West Springfield yesterday. There were injuries after a car accident uh, last night. The uh, photos from the town's fire department showed a car flipped over onto its side on Bernie Avenue. Uh, Fire officials uh, said that the occupants inside the car were taken to the hospital.
0: There was another... uh, So that's why you were flipped over in
1: Westfield. Yeah. I mean, speeding... uh, there There was a guy... Yeah. This guy recorded himself. A man is accused of recording himself... Did we talk about this yesterday, or did I talk about it off the air? Uh, I think you talked about it off the air. He was going 130 miles an hour, right, along Route 7 in Norwalk, and publicly posted the video. <laughs> Troopers charged uh, 36-year-old Joseph Tavella with reckless driving, driving while using a handheld device, and second-degree reckless endangerment. State police said they became aware of Instagram and Facebook videos that showed a driver traveling at speeds of about 133 miles per hour. Mm. Investigators recognized the strip of highway as Route 7 in Norwalk. Mm. They noted that along the, the speed along that road is 55 miles an hour. One video showed Tavella's 1970 Chevrolet Nova speedometer accelerate from 56 to 133 miles per hour. It was approximately 18 seconds long.
0: All right, He they, got a 76 Chevy Nova to still you know, hit? that speed
1: well you take good care of those things and you soup them up uh, with I mean, uh, different engine modifications you can do whatever the heck you want
0: to. i mean that may not be uh you know, under the you know that not may not be acceptable yeah. under the law but i mean you have to be impressed by the fact that the car that old uh is in such great shape it's still going 133 miles an hour i almost have to applaud him uh, it's a it's a good ad for the chevy uh company yeah no kidding Uh,
1: Investigators say uh, the timestamp of the video was March 27th and the privacy settings on the post was set to public. Investigators said they noticed tattoos on the driver's right arm. The video had been shot with the driver's left hand. With information gathered over social media, state police said they were able to get a registration plate from the TMV, to which uh, pointed to its owner, uh, Tavella. Troopers say they made contact with Tavella on March 30th after they spoke with him and based on the information obtained over the course of the investigation, they were able to obtain an arrest warrant. On March 31st, and then Tavella turned himself in uh, this past Tuesday. He was held on a court-set one hundred thousand dollar bond and transferred uh, transferred to uh, or transported to Stanford Superior Court for same day arraignment. You know, uh, Mister Tavella, may I offer you an application to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge? If you're gonna do rat kind of stuff, like drive 130 miles an hour down the highway, do not videotape it. And if you do videotape it, you don't set the settings to public so everybody in the world can see what kind of an idiot you are.
0: Yeah, yeah that's really something that should be done for just, you know, a certain number of private friends. You know, I'm,
1: uh, I'm doing all these ads for this college and I'm not paying this radio station one dime. <laughs>
0: That's the rip-off of that. Yeah, it, isn't that's it? the real one. You were getting away it. with murder over there.
1: <laughs> but uh, I really don't understand people who decide to do these things for clout.
0: You know, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I post, uh, you know, my share of stuff on social media, but I don't usually post stuff in which I'm putting my life or the lives of others in danger. No. Typically, as a rule.
1: No, I, I wouldn't uh, do that either. Uh, I do uh, things like uh, post what I'm eating for dinner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're not posting what you're eating for dinner while you're doing something dangerous. You're just sitting at a table, right, eating dinner. But it's not like you're you know like a, like the, like the spray of gunfire you know going across the uh, the, the dining room. None of that. No, no no, no danger. no.
1: no. Uh, this might be funny in a movie, but you can't do it in real life. An employee at an elementary school in Oklahoma got arrested for blasting a kid in the face with a dodgeball. <laughs> It's not clear. Yeah, it's called dodgeball. Yeah, it's not clear if the person was a teacher or not, but he was sitting off to the side while dodgeball was going on and a ball hit him. He claims the kid did it on purpose and refused to say sorry. The cl- kid claims it ricocheted off another student and was just an accident. Either way, the man allegedly responded by beaning the kid three times in the back of the l- back in the back, the leg, in the face. That one uh, knocked their glasses off. Yeah, it's you not funny, go. but it's funny yeah. because it's like, okay, I remember the days of being uh, the fat kid. And, uh, well,
0: the, and, weak- and the last one picked for
1: dodgeball. The weakest one and then being uh, being uh, humiliated by the gym teacher not only because you're fat, but hey, you know what? You're not going to wear a shirt today. You're skins. <laughs> The uh, kid told their principal they called the police for what it's worth. Other students backed up the child's story. The uh, man admitted that he threw the ball to teach the kid a lesson. He said they refused to apologize, so he paid them back and also refused to say he was sorry. He's facing charges for misdemeanor assault and battery. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, You know... With all the, you know, remember the bus driver that uh, lost her shiznit and then, you know, quit the job and said, I'm not dealing with you, little uh, scants anymore. Uh, It's not that it's right, but you can understand after, you know, uh, abuse or something like that that would make somebody react that way. Yeah, I mean, you would never do it, but you can understand it. You can understand it, yeah. And never justify it. I'm not justifying it. Yeah. Your uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny and hot with a high of 91. Uh, tomorrow, uh, rainy with a high of 72. It is 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You've heard it or said it before. I'm lucky to have a roof over my head.
0: Yeah. It's- rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight four eight fifty one, and Aerosmith. We're back to Nagle and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be sunny today and
1: hot with a high of 91, and it is uh, 68 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, a great event coming up on April 22nd. It's the UMass 5K Dash and Dine, In the studio to talk about it is Brandy Sullivan and Tony Young. Good to see you guys.
5: Good to see you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So tell us, tell us about uh, what's uh, being planned this
4: year.
5: So next Saturday, uh, $25 pre-registration. I would like to offer the next 20 registrations, to meal tickets to Mm -hmm. come and dine with us after. Um, So come see me day of, and I'll know who you are because I'm watching registrations. Um, We're expecting (laughs) over a thousand people. um, So I definitely encourage pre-registration. Again, it's $25, day of. Um, Registration starts at nine. We have a fun run for children, eight and under. Race begins at eleven. It's a and USA Track and Field certified 5K with um, Yankee timing. I'm watching our our times.
1: Okay, all right, and then uh, you know I I've I've done this uh, several times over over the last uh, like ten years or so, and uh, it is a great turnout. You always got have a pretty good turnout for this, but it's also to benefit the uh, the Survival Center, right? In, in Amherst, is that there's obviously a need. For them, right?
5: Absolutely. So, meal insecurity is a, a big thing that UMass Dining supports um, for our community, and we've been able to raise over $50,000 um, to support Amherst Survival Center.
1: All right.
0: And then, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and, uh, and Aunt, uh, Tony, you are- <laughs> an executive chef yes are, like are you the executive chefs or like and there are a bunch of executive chefs
3: no i, I would like to think that i'm the executive chef but i'm not we, <laughs> yeah we, really we,
0: you don't want your ego to get out of control no, i'm no. the executive <laughs> chef no no
3: definitely not we have a, a culinary director his name is alex ong and our uh director of dining which is alex uh sorry Garrett de stefano so i'm just one of uh, two executive chefs at UMass. We kind of split the campus up in right. half.
0: So uh, so after this – and, Steve, you can probably yeah. uh, talk to this a bit more than I could. After the, the 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 5K is over, there's a big old lunch for everybody.
3: Oh, I, I, absolutely. And since we're the number one uh, Princeton Review dining, it's going to be very tasty as well for these All snacks. Right. Here's yeah. the thing. Can I just tell you
0: this? You know, people hear that thing, and they say, oh, well, that's, a, that's, that's nice. People don't realize how putrid most college university food can be. So when you're at the very top of the list, it means you've earned every bit of it. Absolutely. cuz where I went to school, it was I mean it was really nothing but gruel and slop and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. That's all that's all we got. And in our, served in our hands we had to crawl across the campus <laughs> to get gruel in our hands that's that's how it worked yeah i i
1: now i've eaten up there uh, obviously several times w- with this race and uh, on several other occasions and uh, i'm just impressed by you know how everything is so it goes so smoothly how how do, how do you p- prepare for how many people are going to come in for one day cuz you you have to assume that not every student who has a dining plan uh, is going to show up that day. Right. So how do how do you uh, how do they
3: do the waste portion of that? I'm always <laughs> I'm always uh, curious to that. So, so so it comes down to math and uh, mm-hmm. statistical math. But really, uh, we feed about forty five thousand students every day. So so there's an amazing team of about six hundred culinarians from the house staff that that all make you know, us look good. So I would love to take the credit, but it really all the credit goes to uh, the hardworking staff and the team that we have up there. Great team.
1: Oh, yeah, you have a, yeah. a lot of experience from different, uh, you know, baker uh, people who are in the baking. Everybody has their own, like, a specialty uh, up there as it, well.
3: It, exactly. So it's really great to work with these professionals, uh, especially uh, in, in collegiate dining. And I used to be a student way back in 1994 up there. So Yeah. So not only am I the executive chef, but I'm an alumni as well. And I did have that kind of gruel, I guess yeah, you yeah, could yeah. say, back in the '90s. Well,
1: I, I just remember getting like steamed hamburgers. Like that, that yeah. was like uh, one of the thing. Which which now it's like it's actually done on a grill. I Need saw it order. a couple of months ago yeah. when we were up there. And uh, it's it, it's a great it's a great facility. And uh, you got you guys hit it out of the park every
0: time. Steamed hamburgers. Right. Back in my in back, day, yeah, we would have been to have yeah. a steamed hamburger. Well. It's not bad. We, we had a shoe and a bun, and we yeah. were happy to, <laughs> and we were happy with it.
1: Well, it's time to join the 21st century, backs <laughs> and eat a grilled hamburger <laughs> like the rest of society. Uh, again, so the uh, registration can be done where for the
5: dot um, com pre registration or day of starts nine o'clock.
1: Okay, and then uh, you can, like you said, you have the next 20 registrations uh, that go through, uh, they can gonna- come
5: see me, and I'll yeah. I'll know who they are, and we can um, give them two additional. Times to come back.
0: Awesome, very and, good. Once again, the uh, the uh, website is runumass.com. dot
1: But he he has some food with him back.
5: Yeah, so yeah what you bring? I, I, gotta,
3: I yeah. do. I, I have a, some, some beautiful there. tacos for you guys. Some uh, entree chicken tacos. And, um, and then uh, with some corn salsa and. Handmade uh, tortillas for you guys as well. So Just That's, uh, that, that's <laughs> not really up
1: to my standards. Could you have brought something a little bit more I, elaborate with well, you? Well, I was going to bring
3: steamed hamburgers. Yeah. Uh, Let <laughs> me tell you play, something, I, I, Tony. I, 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 back yeah. in my day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy <laughs> Sullivan and Tony Young from uh, from UMass, we appreciate it. Best of luck on the on the 22nd, the UMass 5K Dash and Dine. Good yeah, to see you. Thanks right. so Good much for coming guys. in. Thank it's uh, 6.57 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102.